Hey everyone, Matt here. Before we get going, I just wanted to let you guys know that we experienced a whole bunch of technical issues this week. Some of our podcast is just gone. It's lost. It's straight into the abyss. We have no idea what happened to it, but most of the podcast is still intact. The news got cut off towards the end, so you'll notice the podcast ends very abruptly. We're very sorry about that, and we will catch up with the news that we missed next week. So thank you so much for checking it out, and here we go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burnout Brighter Podcast. This is episode 64. My name's Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's offense. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Destiny. Hey, hey, hey. And Big D Darren. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for checking us out. You can catch us all on Spotify, Apple, and any other major podcast provider. You can also find us over at YouTube at Burnout Brighter, where we have a bunch of cool reviews, Let's Plays, and other stuff, along with over on Facebook at the Burnout Brighter Podcast. We love to interact with you guys, so please find us on any one of those places and hit us up for discussions and cool other things. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about representation in gaming. We're going to talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales. We're going to talk about Doom Eternal. We're going to talk about Animal Crossing. We're talking about Hitman. We're going to talk about Avengers. A whole lot of things will be discussed on this week's episode, but we are going to start, as we always do, with a round of random quiet questions. Oh, I'm bringing sound effects into the podcast. <laughs> Noise. Noise. Okay. Uh, Destiny, I'm going to start with you this week. All right. And I know how much you love the hard-hitting questions, the deep metaphorical stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I know that you like to dig deep for yeah. these questions. So yeah. what I want to know, Destiny, is if you were going to be put in a JRPG, Okay, or an RPG, or some sort of RPG, or a visual novel, or, or, or one of these styles of games, right? Right. Let's say you're going to get put in, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to cast you or put you in as like an NPC in terms of like a merchant or some sort of, you know, shopkeep or something, right? Taco shop. But, oh, what? Well, <laughs> got ahead of me a little bit there. You got that answer prepared. <laughs> Yeah. So you would want a taco shop. Okay, so what I want to know is what kind of stuff are you going to sell and how does it benefit the player to go to your shop and not the the burrito shop down the street? Um what? There's a burrito shop down the street? Those are now so different though. Like I can't compare if I'm only selling tacos, but if I'm a Mexican food restaurant, then I sell burritos too. So I sell everything. And I got that horchata. You said horchata. taco shop. Like, exactly taco shop those are your words knows taco shops also sell burritos like what are you talking about there's yeah, no such thing as a taco do. shop that only sells tacos yeah but if i want a burrito i'm not going to go to taco bell i'm going to yes, go to fat would. bastard burritos yes, which would. is a much better burrito establishment no, that does not sell taco tacos bell. nobody would go to taco bell because that's not mexican Lucas food would. I, I'm, I'm going to end this discussion right here because destiny already just said what would set her apart and it was selling that horchata. If she's selling that horchata, I'm coming to that store because that stuff tastes so good. 
So a uh, a quick question. Uh, like I obviously know, know what it is. is. <laughs> Uh, but just for our viewers <laughs> at home, if someone were not to know what Hershey cheeses are, uh, <laughs> you've offended every Mexican listener on our podcast right now. I'm very sorry, but you know, I'm just trying to clarify for everybody else out there. Definitely not for myself. What is a horchata? <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> it's like a fermented rice. Uh, liqueur drink yeah it's drink. really yeah. good it doesn't like, have to be alcoholic uh, that was, cinnamon that was cinnamon kind of like not like the flavor it's it's really really good yeah people add rum and to it a- and make rum chattas i'd have rum chattas darren rum yeah chattas. i mean i wouldn't blame you that would be really good i haven't had yeah. it that way but that sounds really good yeah. All right, so Matt, I, I don't know who your friend is, but I uh, hopefully you can relay that information to your friend well, who did not know not what Horchata was. I, listen, Darren, let me clarify here something here real quick, because you're making a whole bunch of assumptions here. It is not my friend that doesn't know, but I'm saying if there is a viewer out there, one of those like three people that listened to us from Denmark or wherever it was, if they didn't know what a Horchata was and were confused, I just simply wanted to clarify the point, because I obviously knew that it was a drink. But not everybody will, you know. <laughs> oh, right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Sorry, no, okay, Destiny. Anyways, back to my question because you haven't answered it yet. How would oh. like your items benefit the player? Like, if you got a normal taco versus like a fish taco, like what kind of buffs would it give you? Oh, okay. Or is it like strictly health? Like that's so what I mean. If you got the Baja give me, like, fish top, taco special, give me your Baja- give me your top three items on your on your menu and what they do. The Baja fish taco which mm-hmm. helps you breathe underwater for an extended oh, amount of time. Sh- oh, dang! Yeah? That makes sense. Yeah, you like that? Right. You like that? I do right. like that fish one, in yeah. it, so good. The beef taco, which gives you extra strength for an extended amount of time. Oh, those oxes, right. they push carts. They're strong. Because cows, cows are strong. Yeah. And the rum so the strongest of all the four-legged animals. Which extends your charm... <laughs> for 30 minutes this is great i love it love would it, it be called, would it be called a horror charma no oh god but that was a good that was good that was good matt that was good thanks stop, thanks stop slaughtering the name <laughs> slaughtering the name i like that that's gonna be my new band name uh darren, <laughs> darren i have a i have a question for you now that was Obviously, just as prepared as my last one. Um, of course. Darren, what I want to know is if someone, let's say one day we get famous enough, right? Where where there, where there people are making toys or like action figures or something based on us, right? Okay. And you know That's how... It's very hard to believe. Just roll, run with me for here for a second. <laughs> let's say Funko comes up and like, we're going to make a Darren Funko Pop, right? And and they and they make a really cool one. If I went to my neighborhood dollar store, right, what would be the dollar store version of your toy and what would the name be? Like, you know, sometimes like you'll go to a dollar store and you'll find like a backwards ass Superman that's included in like the Avengers, but they're not called the Avengers. They're called something like the Avengers or something like what would the dollar store version of your toy be? Like, what would the name be? What would it look like? What would it do? 
And this is my question. Um. Okay. Okay. This is good. Um. So, like the premium. Can we describe like the premium like Funko no, Pop version as well? No, 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 no. I want to no, know no, about the you just store want version. the crap one. Okay, you just want the dollar store one. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted um, here. I already know what the premium one is going to be. It's going to be you. You're going to have a red flannel long sleeve shirt on with a gaming shirt underneath with a pair of jeans and and some tidy whities and some sneakers. No, the golden tidy whities would be draped over your head, and okay. you would be holding uh, a keyblade. Um, and, <laughs> and, and you would, you would, there would be a button that you could press on you that says friendship rules. Nice. Okay. Well then the dollar store version would be me, um, in like plaid pajama pants and just like, a a slightly ripped white t-shirt with like a, a very bootleg drawn Metroid symbol on it. Um and it would be labeled uh wimpy podcast boy. <laughs> oh my god. Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I would I would and buy then, that dollar store version of you. You'd buy that for a dollar. And I'd what buy if it. like we become famous enough where like we actually do have Funko Pops made after us? Darren, you can't change your design now. That's what it has to yeah. be. That I'm, going to, that I'm going to ask Funko to uh, include a link to this episode when Darren didn't believe in us and ask them to put this as the title of the Funko Pop. Nice. Okay, I have a question for Matt. All right. Ooh, ooh. Let's do this. Okay. It's only because I saw it on Twitter and I thought it was really funny. So, like, there was this thing and it was like, which Disney character would definitely have voted for Trump? And so I put <laughs> a lot of people were like Gaston, which makes mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. sense from Beauty and the Beast. But I thought yeah. Scrooge McDuck would be like number oh one God. to vote for Trump. But is yeah. this like pretty good Scrooge McDuck? Doesn't he like become good later on? I yeah, feel like he's always money first. Yeah, he's always money first. All right. Anyways, what's your question? That was the question. (laughs) So you started my question with your answer and expected me to follow up. That was your answer. No, I don't have an answer yet. Um, um, So which Disney character do I think would vote for Trump? Yeah, that's that's the question. Yeah. Um, Or since I already said some for Trump, you can pick one that might vote for Biden. But I think that's too easy. No, uh, a much I'll go larger with, subset of Disney characters. I'll go with yeah. I'll go with Trump. Okay. Um, and I think that Kronk from the Emperor's New Clothes would vote for Trump. New groove. But only Emperor's because new groove. Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Clothes is the actual story, right? The, the actual yeah. story, yeah. Okay. Emperor's New Groove. Uh Kronk, only because somebody would tell him to and he wouldn't think about it enough <laughs> not to do it. I like agree. Uzma would be like Uzma would be like, go vote for Trump. And he would do it. And then later he'd be like, what did I do? Wait, is her name Uzma or Yzma? Iasma? I don't know. Is it? I you might be right, Destiny. <laughs> Emperor's right. New Groove. Where did I get yeah. Uzma from then? 
Yzma, you're right. You're right. Where, where did I pull Uzma from? Um, so, anyways, I was not doing a whole lot this week, and I I've been trying to uh, catch up on a lot of Final Fantasy, uh, um, and I finished the first expansion, Heavensward, and it was so much better than whatever the base game was. And I've been trying to make more friends. I've been talking to a lot of people in the game. Um, shout out Aww. to my friend, Arian. She's listening to this podcast. <gasps> it's uh, a girl! Arian. Arian, I don't actually know how to pronounce it specifically. Uh, so that's great. Uh, Ooh, wait a oh minute. God, wait a minute. <laughs> No, so, no, no, she no. Listen? She, 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 no, yeah, she's listened to the past couple of podcasts, oh, actually. So, shout outs to Look her. Darren pulling in those listeners. <laughs> that's been it, Darren. That's it's just been a bunch of Final Fantasy that's, lately. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm crushing my personal life as hard as I can to try and have that. more time. <laughs> you crushed that boy. Destiny, what about you? What's been going on? What's new? So, um, I have been playing some games on Apple Arcade, and mm-hmm. there's this one called Rowdy City Wrestling. <laughs> it was like the game oh, of the day. Okay. And the <laughs> game based on the title, one that I expected you to play. It just, it was the game of the day. So I was like, I'm going to try it. So um, basically, you're like this lowly wrestler, and you have to like go up. And the reason why I wanted to go up is because at some point, I want to be like Hulk. Oh, sorry, that was my cat. At some point, there I want to be. <laughs> yeah, no. Whoa. At some point, I want to be um, Hulk Hogan. Hulk, Hulk, is it Hulk Hogan or Hulk Hogan? Hogan, Hogan Hulk, whatever. The guy, you know the guy. <laughs> I want to be him. <laughs> but <laughs> I have a way to, a ways to go before I can. <laughs> Shut up! I think it's Hulk Hogan, but like I think I've always said Hulk Hogan, and that's not it. Oh right? my god! But Hogan Hulk no. is by far <laughs> the best wrestling name I've ever heard in my life. Sorry, go on. But yeah, so I just started, and I won my first fight, and then I got my ass beat in my second fight. So, so how, does this, how does this game work? Like, are you actually fighting? Like, is this like a yeah? Like it's like, like a push fighter. Button. Fight and I'm a button smasher, so this is right up my alley. So okay. it's like well, it's there's forward, backward, jump. There's just an attack button, but if you like okay. hold like forward or backwards and attack at the same time, you can do some different moves and stuff like that. And you can like mm-hmm. climb up onto the railing thing. What's that called? It's not a railing. What's it called? It's, it's called a Hogan. Anyways, oh, you can duh. crawl up there and like jump off and do some of those old school wrestling moves. So I've been playing that. It's like pixelated. So if you saw it, you could see that it's still my style. And okay, sorry. My cat is like doing the most right now. So I apologize. Also, um, okay. I've been wanting to check out the Minecraft Star Wars that's oh, supposed yeah, to be coming out. And I haven't right done now. it yet, but. I'm pretty excited about that. What so, sense do they actually add like Star Wars worlds to play in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's where like they've mixed iconic heroes from Star Wars and the Minecraft world. 
So, like, there'll be, like, skins and stuff like that. And you can explore the galaxy as, like, the Mandalorian now with, like, the little baby <laughs> in tow. <laughs> the little baby Yoda. That's adorable. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know, like, it's it, evidently it's already dropped. But I haven't had time to, like, play it yet. So, but I will soon. And I'll, like, post pictures and stuff so you guys can see. Have you um, gone back to bug snacks at all? Okay, so yeah, and I can't get the cheese sauce. And I know you were like, "Call me." Then uh, I was just like, "Whatever." Oh, the cheese! I sauce. know. I need yeah. to go back because I want to find out what happened to the two main characters. But like, I don't know. There's a giant praying mantis burrito thing and then when i think i get it it turns into these nasty little cockroach tacos and then i don't know <laughs> what i'm supposed to be doing like i know i'm supposed to be okay. getting up on the cliff but later nope. tell me. you don't have to but anyways yes i will I'll remind you I will forget you don't um you you have an item in your inventory that lets you grab things from far away. I tried and it's not grabbing anything. I tried. That's the first thing I tried. You should try again. I think there's a bug in my game and it's not a bug snacks. <laughs> there's oh, a bug oh, snacks oh, in oh. your game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try again because I did try. Listen, I tried everything. I tried getting that little thing. I don't know what kind of snack it is, and it does a tornado thing. And I was like, "Oh, I got it!" So like, I'm gonna put the jumpy thing right there, and then when it pops up and spins the tornado, I'm gonna jump off the jumpy thing. And since I'm already high in the air from the tornado, then I can like just get up there. Did you try I that? I did the same thing. I did the oh, same thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, if you grab the center of the plant, don't aim for the like the cheese bottle specifically. Ah. Aim for the plant. Yeah. See, how would you know uh, that? By shooting it a lot and getting lucky and then oh. figuring it out afterward. Okay. Also, I totally forgot there is one more thing that I have to say because it's a major accomplishment. My brother and I 100%ed Yoshi's Crafted World, which felt like a goddamn eternity but it was only 20 hours. And <laughs> this game this game is the most half-assed Nintendo game I've ever played in my life. Um, and I kind of can't recommend it to anybody, yet my brother and I played it for 20 hours to get all, like, 693 smiley flowers by replaying every level five times to find a craft and then doing it again to find a friggin' hide-and-seek sprout bastard. This sounds like you guys you. really enjoyed it if you like spent that much time to go back and do things over and over again five times. I don't know why we did it. <laughs> I, we had fun with each other over this game that I will never play again. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it to some extent. Yeah. Enough to do it 100%. But if you want to play a Yoshi's game, play Yoshi's Woolly World. Don't play Yoshi's Crafted World. The real Yoshi's Crafted World was the friends we made along the way, Darren. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So, Matt, what have you been doing? Uh, I have been playing quite a bit of Valhalla still. Um, I'm about 20 hours in now, and I'm still really enjoying it. I'm really digging what they did with the side quests because there are very few. Um, and replacing like your traditional side quests, you just have these blue markers on the map that you can go in. It's just like a mystery. Um, and they're all very fast. 
Like the mysteries don't take more than a couple minutes at most per mystery. They do still have longer form side quests, but you have to kind of go out of your way to accept them, which I don't think is a problem. Uh, and like the side quests so far that I have done have been, you know, they're, they're longer quests and they're, and they're well done. Um, they reminded me actually a bit of, of the Witcher in terms yeah, of like, yeah, that's what their... I was going to say. It sounds like the yeah. Witcher. Yeah, they spend more time on the side quests and make less of them. So that way each one feels more meaningful. And the mysteries, um, like some of them are absolutely ridiculous. Like, is it just like a loop? Ha- no, no. I helped a, a couple whose uh, sex life had diminished because they didn't feel the <laughs> danger of the Viking battlefield anymore. So I burnt the house down while they were inside it to help them give them more of a battlefield spark so that they could do it. That sounds great. Oh they die? God. No. Okay. No, they survived. Um, a mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was another side quest where I came across a priest who... Side quest. Side quest. No, another mystery. Sorry. Um... I came across a uh, a priest who um, I think it was apples. His like cart overturned, and he needed help moving these apples. And it was and and the entire time that I was walking with him, he just wouldn't stop talking about these fucking apples. And he just went on and on about <laughs> how delicious these apples are. And like I found myself <laughs> laughing more and more. This guy talked about how de- amazing these apples are. And then like I I helped him get to like the church that he was going to with these godforsaken apples and then he was like oh yeah like and then like you know you can have you can have some but you know we like to get ours by bobbing and then he dumped the box that i just brought for him into a bucket and him and his church buddy started bobbing for these apples and i stood there for like 30 <laughs> seconds watching them being like, i didn't get any apples for this quest <laughs> you didn't get to bob for any no i was so disappointed um, man, I knew you could just taste those apples, couldn't you? Man, like he hyped these apples up so much. Uh, but the game well, is sounds like quite improved. It sounds really fun. Yeah, I can't like wait the, the, to play the, it. the side quest, the, the mysteries are generally quite funny. There was another one where I came across a girl who was just shouting out a leaf on a tree, um, basically <laughs> begging it not to fall because uh, her father had left two years prior and promised her that he would be back to take care of her before the last leaf fell off this tree. So so oh, like, these, these side, these mysteries, the, like when you get there, you don't get an objective on what to do. Like they're completely left open for how you want to do it or how you want to handle it. Right. Like there's no, like do this thing to complete it. You could choose to just turn around and walk away or you could choose to engage in it or whatever. Right. So she was standing there and you have this conversation with her and where you find out like, Oh yeah, dad's gone. He promised to be back. And, like, I was like, you got to move on, right? Like, you got to take care of yourself. And she's like, oh, I'll just wait for this leaf to come down. Did the leaf fall? It's just waiting. I shot the leaf <laughs> off the tree with an arrow. Um, what? <laughs> like, it's taking too long. I was like, oh you God. need to get it your life. So I, but, but the game actually... I don't know if this was the only resolution to this to this mystery, uh-huh. but the game lets you pick it and like you you shoot it off. And she's like, "What did you do?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I picked it up and I brought it into her house and I left it on her bedside table. Because that makes like it better. As a symbolic gesture, and like I don't I don't know if that was no, the only way to complete bullshit. this. But... You shot it off. <laughs> what? 
He's like, here, sorry, I'm going to put it by your bed so you can remember that your father didn't make it back. So she there. wakes up, she sees that fucking maple leaf on her side table. Shitty thing to do. Shitty, I shitty thing. I stood there for like 30 seconds and I was like, if I aim, let's see if it gives me a, a reticle that I could shoot. It does. I yeah. can shoot at this leaf. Yeah, yeah. And then I stood there for about five more seconds before pulling the trigger and I was like, that wasn't even that long. My <laughs> <laughs> God. It felt long, but I was like, this girl needs to move on from this leaf. So I shut it off. Oh, uh, anyways, the, the okay. game's great. I'm, I'm having more fun with it. The quests, like the, the main story itself, feels like very episodic because you're going to these different areas and you're helping whatever's going on at the time. So, like, the overarching quest is kind of like builds up your settlement. But to do that, you do a bunch of these, like, small, it, it feels like kind of like Game of Thrones esque episodes. Yeah. Um, where like the each quest is an episode and like each kind of like area that you're in feels like a bit of a season. Uh, and so far they haven't ham fisted in a lot of the assassins creediness that this franchise can kind of devolve, like devolve into just complete fucking gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. But uh, so far I'm liking it. Avor's a cool character. I, like being a Viking feels badass. Like I almost never do any stealthing in this game. Like I'm almost outright just like running into every settlement being like, I'm going to cut all of you up. Cause that's what it uh, yeah. feels like Vikings should do. Like it feels yeah, like they yeah. should just go in and just fuck shit up or shoot tr- like leaves off of trees. Yeah. Like little girl's <laughs> dreams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the game is great. I'm going to have a review coming up on YouTube soon within the next week or so. Hopefully like I'm, I'm planning to get one up there. So yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. Like I've played a bit more Demon Souls, played a bit more Spider Man, but my focus lately has been on Assassin's Creed. I just need a quick update. Where are you in Demon Souls? Have you made progress? I've, got, I've gotten no farther than what you were watching me on stream, Darren. Uh, I got to the the giant fire spider. He kicked my ass a few times. I ran around the level needlessly uh, instead of taking the shorter cuts that I could have, um, and I got to that thing. And then uh, as I died to this stupid thing again. Darren gave me the brilliant idea of actually using my shield, uh, which I had not considered <laughs> before that point in time. Oh my god, what? Well, it spits fire at you! I didn't think this measly little circle shield I have would do much I mean, against like, this I mean, like, it would fucking... be better than, like, not using anything to block the fire at all. Right! <laughs> You're 100% right. But it shoots you with this web that prevents you from rolling. And if you try and roll, you get stun locked in this animation where you're like, oh, I can't roll. Oh, I'm stuck. And then you get blasted. <laughs> See, what I should do in that moment is use my shield. What I wanted to do was anything else but um, <laughs> this fucking small dingy little circle shield that I have. And Darren's like, no, you see that? You see? And he's like, and the way he did it, too, kills me because he's like, Matt, pull up your menu. I was like, OK, Darren, I did it. Now what? He's like, go to your weapons. I was like, OK, Darren, look at your shield. I was like, yes. He's like, you see that one little area that says fire resistance? And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, you could have just been like, yo, Matt, why don't you check out the fire resistance on your shield? You had to lead me there. Well, it, maybe if he had defense. said that, you wouldn't have like done it. Like, you know, sometimes horses are stubborn when you take them to water and they still refuse to drink. And you can be stubborn. <laughs> me? Yeah, me. <laughs> And I did also right. just wanted to see if your shield had fire resistance at all. I wasn't sure. That's why I did it that way. I was see, not look, sure myself. See? He has I 90% hurt. believe that that is, the, that is the, the truth, and the other 10% was like, let me humiliate this fool. Um, 
<laughs> because like I said, if you hadn't told me, Darren, I would have died tens more times to that thing without ever considering to use my shield. Um, but <laughs> no, I haven't gone back to it yet. Like I do have every intention to because I am going to yeah. beat the stupid game, but I just haven't yet. Yeah. But otherwise, Aaron doesn't get to play Persona. Exactly. And he's going to fucking play Persona. Um, everyone is going to play Persona. But Destiny... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mo- we're gonna mosey on to our main topic, and and can you tell me a little bit about why this new Assassin's Creed update has you excited? What new Assassin's Not Creed? Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I got Assassin's Creed on the brain, and they both start with A, so they're both A C. Yeah, I know. Animal yeah. Crossing. Okay. Animal Crossing. The update. Why are you stoked? Tell me about it. Yo, so I'm stoked because they finally brought some ethnic hairstyles into the game. And, like, I signed a petition. There had been, like, a lot of outcry from, like, um, people of color just wanting more options in the game, period. So they brought in – they actually brought in a hairstyle for Darren. So when <laughs> you start yeah, playing, there's a bald option. <laughs> the, not that he's bald. He shaved it, guys. All right. So there's that option. There's a fro. There's Afro puffs. There's some um, some braids. What else is there? And there's just like it's like kind of like an Afro, but it looks like a wash and go. And I know you guys don't know what that is. But for anybody black listening, you know exactly what that is. And I don't feel like explaining it. So look it up later. <laughs> All right. So, like, we're really excited about that. Like, the first, I was, like, so, like, oh, like, everybody I know from the Animal Crossing group I'm in, and there's, like, 7,000 people in that group, maybe, um, they're all rocking the hair now, like, different variations, different colors. And um, something that has come up, which I think is very funny, and a lot of them will probably... Like, if they listen, we'll throw shade and be upset with me because I just, to me, it's like I knew it was going to happen. So what's the point of being upset about it? But there are a lot of non-people, non-people of color now wearing these hairstyles and um, calling them the wrong names. <laughs> so oh, no. people are upset. <laughs> and so in the group... <laughs> Um, because representation matters, all right? And, like, it just, it took us a long time to actually, you know, if you think about it, it didn't take that long for them to do it. But we didn't know they were going to do it. There were no, like, leaks that they were going to do it. So when they finally did it, we were just, like, really happy, like, finally. Um, so. Well, like, it still was eight months after release, right? Like, that's not, in, in terms of a game's lifespan, that is pretty long for them to add Something as simple as hairstyles, right? Like it, it should have been, been a lot. From it the should have been exactly have like. Been. The, and they're not like very intricate hairstyles, so I don't understand. No, what really common so hairstyles. There's nothing out of the ordinary that they put in there. Hairstyles, um, and they added like six, I think, five or six. So. I know that a lot of people are like kind of upset and then they feel like, man, they finally did something for us. And those styles are very ethnic. It is very fucking obvious. It's meant for people of color, black people specifically, you know, and they feel like we finally got something. And as soon as we get it, like white people just take it. Now, 
I understand where they're coming from, but I also think it's funny because it's like, what did you expect? This game caters to everybody. <laughs> if they saw the Afro and they wanted to wear the Afro, they would put on the Afro. Like, that's what was going to happen. But they're just like, can you just, like, give us some time to enjoy it for ourselves before you plaster yourself up there with all of these ethnic hairstyles that you don't really care about. You didn't want, you didn't ask for, you didn't petition for. Yeah. And I do understand that part of it. I do because in the, in the black community, it feels like as soon as we get something or as soon as like we make something ours, white people co-sign on it and make it theirs. And I don't know how to explain that other than like Kylie didn't, Dash Jonathan first went solo. He was working with like Timbaland. He was like with Janet Jackson. He was doing a lot of like collaborations and his sound was very different. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't grow as an artist, but the way that white artists do these things is that they pick things up and drop them. And so mm-hmm. like a lot of people of color, like you can't just drop us like that. You can't just use us as like an accessory. Like that's not okay. So um, black people have had a lot of different hairstyles and everything. And then um, you'll go, if you're like on Instagram, you'll see like white women wearing the same hairstyles. And then how do I say this? Then claiming that like they came up with it and it'll be like in social media and like on InStyle and they'll be like, oh, like she's so edgy for rocking this new style. And it's like, Destiny? Yeah. Destiny? Oh, Destiny. Yeah, hello, just me for a second. Do you cut hard? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Sorry. So it's like a thing where it's like black people are like, no, we've been rocking these styles since like the 60s and the 70s. Like, okay, one prime example is the Boderic braids. Do you guys know who Boderic is? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna look him up right I now. Forgot. Yeah, I forgot the main actress's name, but she's like really famous. And there was like a this amazing scene. Is it not amazing, but um, this very not controversial. It's a very like most people know it when they see it. It's this white woman, and she's running on a beach, and she yeah. has braids and beaded hair. Oh yeah. So I they see started calling them. Yeah, they started calling them Boderic braids, and black people got really upset. And they're like, no, this this is a part of our culture. We've always done this. How dare you name them after this white character in this yeah. movie? She's definitely and not because, the first person to ever wear braids like that. Yes, yes. So I think a lot of people are upset that we finally got some representation in the game and that um, people who didn't really want these didn't really care just like oh this is really cool now we have space buns <laughs> and so a lot of black people got upset and they're like they're not space buns they're afro puffs they're textured they're definitely afro puffs and then they got more upset because when they explained to these people that that's not what they were these people have the audacity to argue back and it's like 
look, if I'm telling you that that's not what they were as a person of color, just accept that that's not what they are or look it up for yourself. Like space, if you look up space buns and you look up Afro puffs, they look very different. And in the game, the hairstyle is Afro puffs. It's not space buns. Right. And as people get so defensive when you try to tell them the truth about something. <laughs> it's just like when you yeah. just try and educate, right? So then Destiny. So now finally, you you know, there are Afrocentric hairstyles in, in Animal Crossing. And gaming a, as a whole is not known for being the most uh, representative of mediums. It's it's. I feel like it's slowly getting better. But I mean, like, look at the box art for the top 100 games in any given year. And the majority of them, you're going to find a white guy on it. Uh, you know, posing with a gun or, or, or something, or, you know, or, or along those lines. But things seems to be slowly getting better. But can you do you remember the first time or has there been a time where you saw a character in a game and you were like, that's me, right? Like now there's a lot of I'm seeing a lot of people on, uh, you know, posts on Twitter with the new Spider-Man Miles Morales game of, you know, young black kids or young uh, Latinx kids holding, you know, holding the game or talking about it being like, holy crap, like, you know, this new Spider-Man is half black and half Latinx, right? Has there been a moment for you where you've looked at a character and you're like, I feel like I can really identify with them in gaming? Storm. And she wasn't even a playable character. (laughs) You could only call her in as like a, I don't know which X-Men game it was, but you could call her in as like a like a superpower, like a helper support. Was um, this like the old X Men arcade game or something? Like, it's a Sega game, I think. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, she only came in at support. One of the most like famous X Men ever. Yeah, and which pisses me off because they always she's like one of the most powerful X Men, and they always have her as fucking support. Did Did you notice that? Like even in the movie, she's always like support. She's never like doing her full like encompassing like she's a fucking god basically and they're like just make some wind just yeah give us the frog guy give us some cover yeah give us some cover and she's actually actually a leader of the x-men at one point and they played the anyways so the only character that i ever saw in a video game that i actually related to based on skin tone was storm i mean i related to other characters because they were girls so like Princess Peach, which was not a playable character. Most of the characters that I related to were not playable when I was little. Like it wasn't like often that you got a playable female character when games were like out in the 90s and stuff. So now you do have some playable characters, but there's still like a majority are like white females. Like life is strange. They, that, they could have told that story with the person of color easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know because the big the big argument that frustrates me so much is is uh, the angry trolls on the Internet saying like, oh, people are trying to push politics into my games or people are trying to force diversity. Well, why is this forced? I mean, we live in a world where the population distribution is way more ethnic and diverse than the population yes. being re- represented in video games so this is normal having more representation yeah, is normal media, period yeah it's like what, what what drives me wild about that argument is that like why is it now political and it wasn't before 
You know what I mean? Why is it that is as a white character, it is a non-political stance, but now that it's a person of color, it is now a political thing or or LGBTQ or or any form of representation, right? Like, why is I that think- now considered political when if it's just a white person, they're like, no, that's that what that's quote unquote normal. Like, that's that's what normal well, the thing is, to, is you know what i mean like it is normal like it has been the norm for a very very long time so that's what the norm has been mm-hmm. so there there's no argument to like oh it's not normal yeah no it's normal and it isn't normal to have a full game about a black spider-man like that's not the norm the norm is to have one about a white spider-man if you look at all of the spider-man games miles morales is the only one yeah so far. it's like I just think we're too far into our lives and and just the just the way that things first. Do you know what I mean? Like hero, like it's not the first, but you know what I mean. Like, like it's our first. Like for example, like Barack Obama was our first president. first it's like almost 20 the united states that politics plays into uh, a lot even with video games politics and money so it's not just now like they've always that instead of saying And you're pushing um thing like for a certain quota to show that their company wasn't um purposely yeah. not hiring black people so I feel like this started a trend within media and movies as well. Like it was this push, right? So then they started having like the white cast and the the main character with the one black friend. Yeah. Like even in cartoons, the one black friend. Hey Arnold. The token the representation. One black friend. Doug Skeeter. You know what I mean? And so yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of ridiculous because it's like the token black person. And that's where the token black person pretty much comes from. And so, yeah, it's it's the norm to have a game with the majority white people and maybe a few like pieces of pepper sprinkled here or there. Very salty it's, dish. It, it's, it's very interesting. So I actually the other day uh, just watched a TED Talk um by oh boy and i'm gonna butcher this name uh it's an uh, she's a nigerian writer and her name is uh chimamanda uh, adichie and uh she uh do you know her no but i'm just saying your pronunciation was pretty good oh okay thank you (laughs) um she did a ted talk on the one story the single story meaning um how when she grew up in nigeria the only books that she was exposed to uh were british books uh she read a lot of british books and she got very very into storytelling as a kid of like four years old except all the stories that she wrote 
was uh they're all about white people with blue eyes yes. and they're drinking ginger beer like all, even though she's nigerian herself as a kid because of her exposure uh she only wrote stories about these white people uh and it took her until being exposed to nigerian literature to realize oh there are more to stories yeah uh and she give and she gives the argument that if you give a single story about a culture or if you give a single story about uh a, a, a group of people then your your mind will be narrowed essentially you're you're going to have assumptions about people that are not true so when talking about the the token black person uh if you look, they're also always put into side roles or they have certain characteristics that are stereotyped in media. Yeah. And, and, and this is for all cultures that are underrepresented. If you're getting a single story, it's going to perpetuate these stereotypes. And when people say that they don't want representation, um, if you don't include representation, how are you going to get more stories? Like as someone who plays video games, wouldn't you want more stories for of more people their whole worldview is so dependent on this one singular story that anything outside of that is just something that they can't handle and they don't want to even try and it's like why well i think it's because they're comfortable in their own stories right like they're comfortable with it like if you're comfortable why leave your comfort zone but I wanted to go back and touch on what Darren said um, about like having that narrowing view. And I wanted to bring up the creator of um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And actually um, he had to come with terms uh, with that as well, because as you know, Scott Pilgrim doesn't have, it has like a couple of maybe like one or two people in it who are not white, like the, the Korean girl. And I know he got like some, um, but her, yeah, her name is Knives Chow. His name is what? Yeah, her name is Knives Chow. He's Korean and white, and so I know that um, he got some negative feedback on it, and it's like you're Korean and white, and like a majority of your story stars all white people. Like you have no other people. She's Chinese. In- she's Chinese Canadian. But yeah, sorry, go on. No, he's Korean and white. The guy who wrote it. Oh, yeah, the guy I thought you were talking about Oh, so, sorry. I thought you were talking about the character. That's why. Sorry. Go on. Oh, no, no. He's Korean and white. And so, like, I know there was a huge thing about, like, why don't you write more about different ethnicities? Because you are ethnic. Like, if you see him, he's he definitely looks like he's Asian. And another thing I wanted to say was, like, I used to, when I would draw, when I first started like doing art and things like that, I would always draw like white characters. And I remember my dad asking me one time, like, why don't you draw any black characters? And I couldn't give him an answer. I didn't know why, but it was because of always like what I saw, you know, and even Storm has very um, Aryan kind of features. She has very long flowing hair and things like that. So like, I just didn't know to draw afros or <laughs> anything ethnic like that. So my dad took it upon himself to like stop buying me uh, white dolls and all of that stuff. Not that he's racist, but he was just like, if if I'm not the one showing my children representation, I can't depend on the school system and the media to do it. I 
have to do it. So that's like, I remember I was really upset because to me it didn't matter. But now that I'm older, I can see why he did that. Um, because we're just not represented enough in media. We just aren't. That's, that's so powerful to, uh, and like, also, do you, do you know how, uh, the author of Scott Pilgrim responded to being asked that? He didn't realize that from, cause this was a while back. He didn't, he said when he first wrote it, he didn't think about it. He just right. wrote about characters. He just made up the characters and wrote about them. He didn't think about, you know, I should put in like more Korean people or I, I should put in like other races. Like he just wrote about what he saw visually around him a lot. Right. Because he's Canadian. And, and, but right. um, yeah, he's, right. he's actually from Saga, Darren. He's actually from our hometown. <laughs> You're from Mississauga. Wow. Um, and see, yeah, because of that and because of what you said and, and because of what the author uh, of the TED Talk that I was uh, watching said, I, I'm very happy for a game like Bug Snacks because Bug Snacks has a lot of representation and it's geared towards a younger audience. Because the thing and the, the point that uh, Adichie was mentioning is we, we are so impressionable when we're young. And I feel like if we're not getting images of representation and diversity when we're young, and yeah, like you said yourself, this will have like a negative effect going forward. So we need more games for younger audiences that show that diversity so they can identify with somebody younger. And yeah, Bug Snacks has LGBTQ representation. It has non-binary representation. Um, it's, uh, it, we, we need more games like that. I agree. And I yeah. like that Bug Snacks isn't, they're not humans, right? So we're not attaching no. that whole, like, oh, well, that's a black gay guy, or that's a Korean gay woman, or that's a, we're, we're taking race out of it completely. And we're focusing on just like the nitty gritty of what it means to like, be in a same sex relationship or to be non binary, like we're not attaching other stigmas to it. And that's what I really liked about Bug Snacks. Yeah, and like the thing that it does so well too is that like it's just treated as normal. Like outside of the characters themselves who have um some struggles with a with a bit of their identity, it's not commented on by any other character. Like it, it's not it's not a plot point. It's just part of their identity. It, it's not something that the other characters are being like, oh my god, that one that one is definitely gay or anything. Like that conversation never happens. Like it's the representation is handled very very well i thought in bug snacks and um th and that's what that's kind of what I, that's kind of what i wanted to ask you guys next is like uh you know miles morales right now is getting a lot of praise for how it's handled um the way that miles like there was there was a lot of uh people online um especially on twitter talking about how impressed they were with his haircut because of the lines and how they were handled was much closer to actual black hair compared to how he was shown in the for in spider like in marvel spider-man yeah um hmm. so people were really really happy with just like the you know the more minor details that insomniac put focus on to like truly bring representation into the mix and like that's kind of what i want to ask you guys next is like can you guys think of some good examples of, div like, you know, of diversity in games or if someone was looking to play something that handled things in a better way like, is, is there, a, are, are there a game or some games that you guys think handle it well? Hmm. So, I, 
first of all, I want to actually mention uh, the obvious one, which is just games that offer character creators. And I think that that is good. I mean, that is better than nothing. Games that have That's character better. creators allow yeah. you to, it allows you to make any character that you want to try and have it represent you. I do think that the best option, though, is to make a game centered around that character so that they can tell stories that are unique to their experience. Because if you have a game with a yep. character creator, then you're making a very generalized experience, which tends towards centric most of the time um the one that i always talk about though is uh um uh, the first season of the walking dead uh, game uh with lee is fantastic uh and then also uh, overwatch actually overwatch has uh, a lot of good representation from a lot of different characters unfortunately yeah. there's their stories aren't really told in that game um and then the last Apex. one that I was thinking of was R Raji. Apex, uh, Apex, which Apex as well, Darren, right? Like, sorry, just to kind of jump off of Overwatch. Apex as well has a lot of good representation, right? Like, I, I, don't, I haven't played it as much as you, but... Yes. Apex Legends? A Apex as well uh, has a lot of good characters. Um, and yeah, and Raji, Raji which, you were saying? which came up for Nintendo Switch about a uh, an Indian female and her story through uh, Indian culture and mythology. That sounds really dope. I I want to check that out. Before you guys stop, because I just kind of paraphrased what he said, but I actually found what he said. Could I read it really quickly? Sure, go ahead. All right. So NBC News, he was like talking to them and they asked like, you know, what did you feel about it? And he said, I guess I was just writing myself and I didn't even think about myself in terms of race. I grew up surrounded by almost exclusively white people in Northern Ontario. I just assumed I was white until proven otherwise. But when I realized that was not the case, that was not the case at all. In 2010, the Spot Pilgrim series was adapted into a film by Edgar Edgar Wright, starring Michael Sarah mm -hmm. and Mary Elizabeth Winston, um, Weinstein, is it Winstead, Weinstein? The human actors, the racial ambiguity, ambiguity, that's not how you say it. How do you say it? Ambiguity? Ambigu ambiguity? Ambiguity. Okay. Of the comic gave way, O'Malley addressed it in um, his blog in 2013. He said, honestly, when I saw the movie, it was kind of appalling to see how white it was and not even realizing that I didn't see myself represented on the screen. So yeah, that's yeah, pretty powerful. And that was his story. And it was his own that story. That was his own story. And it, it took him seeing the movie for that kind of you know glass breaking moment, you know, for him for him to realize. Yeah, hmm. I um, thought that was wild. Like I just thought that was that like, is wild. Really powerful. Like for you to write something and have worked on it for so long, and then to have it turned into a movie, and then to not be represented in your creative work at all. Yeah, I, it's wild. Oh, Which boy. is why I do my comic, yeah. and I have representation all over the place. So in my comic, I I really strive to represent like LGBTQ and different races. All of my characters are of a different ethnicity. Like the only white character in my game, uh, not game, but in my comic, her name is Karen, and that's before the whole Karen thing came out. But her name is Karen. <laughs> Um, like the main character Puds is um, African American. Um, James is 
we never say it, but he is gay. Um, and then um, Flan is actually Filipino and white. So all of the characters are based off people like that I know in real life. And I try to really bring different races into it because it, it, was, it was just important to have that representation from all walks of life because this is kind of like a slice of life comic. Like even um, Pud's boyfriend, Gray, is Native American. So we really like tried to make sure that like, and e each time we bring in a new character, we really think about, like, how we want that character represented. And I know when I first decided to give Puds a boyfriend in the comic, I didn't want to write a stereotypical character. I knew I wanted him to be Native American. So I reached out to some of my Native American friends and I was like, what's okay and what's not okay hmm. to, like show as this character because I think that's very important and going back to the Miles Morales thing the fact that they went in and they added these little details about his hair and things like that it means that they weren't just taking an idea of what they thought a black person's hair should look like yeah it's, exactly and that's, and that's important you know that means they went and they talked to people and they were like okay so as a young black kid like what would he do and he looks like a young black kid from new york in the game like straight up like he has yeah. that fade and everything and it's amazing that they put so much thought into it and they were like we want him represented in a way that other kids can be like this is not just a generic model that they threw in the game they really like yeah. it feels like i could hang out with him exactly um the one the one game that i wanted to shout out recently was a uh, spirit fair i absolutely adored that game and for a game that's so that handles some really um heavy topics in a very very loving way um stella the main character is a um is a person of color they never really comment as to like you, you kind of learn about her through flashbacks and stuff but in a game that deals with so much it's it's so wonderful having a character who is a person of color and is just handled and treated with such love through the the entire process like that What's that game is really called? something special spirit fair that's the one i've told you to play many times i feel like you've told me to play it like twice but i will play it <laughs> more than that yeah it's 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 wonderful um but yeah well guys uh i i do hope that we see more and more representation in, in the gaming industry and Hopefully we will. We um, have to ask yeah. for it. Like the reason why yeah. these hairstyles got brought in is because so many people spoke up about them not being there. So like, mm -hmm. it can't just be like black people and you know like other ethnicities speaking up about it. Like white people have to say they want this too, because right now the media thinks a majority of game players are white males. So they, your voice is very powerful. Yeah, it's true. You have to outpower the voices of the trolls that are arguing in the opposite yeah. direction. For no reason other than that. Well, because. Yes. Well, let's hope we get more and more diversity in games and to the point where, you know, we don't even have to have this conversation anymore because it just feels normal to have anyone from any walk of life rather than us having to ask for fucking hairstyles that should have been in the game in the first place. Okay. <laughs> Uh, moving on to some news. We have a couple news stories we're going to touch on here. The first one, as we had just talked about, Miles Morales comes from IGN, by the way, of Matt TM Kim. Spider-Man Miles Morales includes touching tributes to both Chad Chadwick Boseman and Stan Lee. Um, so they've gone. They found that 
Chadwick Way replaces 42nd Street in Miles Morales. So as you're kind of swinging around, there's a Chadwick Way that changes from 42nd Street. Uh, obviously, a heartfelt um, Easter egg to Chadwick Boseman, who, who passed away tragically. Um, and I think it's a really nice touch that 42nd Street becomes Boseman Way, right? Like with his breakout role being in 42. Um, and they had one for Stanley as well. Um, there's a uh, there's a statue for him, but I I just thought that that was like a really, really cool touch that they that they put in that game. I agree. Uh, what That's do you guys What great. do you guys think about it? I felt like um, I think I tweeted about it. I think it it makes me happy to think that possibly like in that world, like Miles would have looked up to you know Black Panther as like yeah. um. Um, just another black superhero because I mean, other than like Spider-Man, you know, someone who looked like him who also like was a hero, and I just think that's really amazing that they they put that in there and the attention to detail. Like you know that they had to have had like a a large um, group of black people working on this game. Yeah, and they also have like a large Black Lives Matter mural in the game as well, which is amazing. I love it. Uh, Darren, awesome. yeah, any no, thoughts? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, Destiny said it all. Like, I, I it's, it's, it's great. Because, I mean, it was so hard for me to think about when talking about games that people should play that actually, uh, like, focus on the experiences of somebody of color rather than just having them as a person of color present in a story that's kind of, like, gender, not gender, racially neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's nice to see a game that's actually not just about a person of color, but trying to tackle issues that a person of color would have to deal with. My mind went to uh, no, Walter White. I don't know. Nobody wants to know where your mind went. It's probably dirty. Let's start. Listen, if anywhere it's in a Japanese high school, okay, Destiny, you've made that point very fucking clear. <laughs> I think I said it like twice. Calling me out like that. Anyways, all right, let's do this thing. Bum, bum, bum.